Welcome to Brit Happens. I'm your host, Brittany Sharpton. Brit Happens is an interview-based audio show where successful entrepreneurs, professionals, and thought leaders discuss how they've navigated unexpected career curveballs and turned setbacks into wins and stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Love what you do. Because if you try to do what you love, it's difficult. Because then you change so many times. One day you're a broker, the next day you're a real estate, the next day you're a salesman or salesgirl or saleswoman. So what you engage at the younger age, dedicate full time with passion and stick to that. Then everything comes easy. People, they said the weather was nice, but the food was cold. The food was cold, but the weather was not nice. The portion too small, was too big, too much sauce, too little sauce. So it's a constant, you are dealing with the person feeling, not liking. Because when you're going to a shop to buy some garment or whatever, or a car, you buy by the look. But here, you buy by your feelings. And then you don't feel good, so you really have to please everybody. You have to reinvent yourself all the time because the restaurant is like fashion. You buy what is in fashion now, you put on the colors is in fashion now, you wear a beautiful red jacket now, and the restaurant has to be changed. Otherwise people get, let's call it bored. You have to change the color of the wall, change the team, change the solicit, and constantly I'm renovating and changing things from the bathroom to the bar to the banquet room, you name it. But it's part of the process of a branching. Hello everyone, I am really excited to be here with one of my favorite entrepreneurs and restaurant proprietors, Nino Peretti, from Venice, Italy, and the owner of the world-famous Cafe Abracci in Coral Gables, Florida. He has hosted celebrities, socialites, politicians from U.S. presidents to Fortune 500 execs professional athletes and entertainment superstars for the last 30 years, as well as very loyal families who come here for birthdays, anniversaries, and bring their clients. So Abracci means hugs in Italian, and it opened when I was four years old. They just celebrated 30 years this past July. I am honored that Mr. Busybody was able to give me his time for a couple of minutes just to talk about how he got here, some advice and tips maybe for a young person looking to get into the business, why or why not, and some of the obstacles he may have had to overcome and how we can apply those to our everyday lives. So Nino, thank you again for joining me. Hi, Brittany. Thank you for coming here. Wow, you give an introduction like uh, it would be an Oscar nomination. I felt so good. Well, one tip of advice I give always you must have passion what you do. You must believe on what you do. And also what I do, I remember me years ago, I used to give some lectures at the university on hospitality because I was in the hospitality business. And I always say, love what you do. Because if you try to do what you love, it's difficult. Because then you change so many times. One day you're a broker, the next day you're a real estate, the next day you're a salesman or salesgirl or saleswoman. So what you engage at the younger age, dedicate full time with passion and stick to that. Then everything comes easy because there is no ideal job, mm -hmm. ideal space. People always think the grass is always greener. Just keep on your path and stick to that. That's the number one rule. Particularly millennials, I hear people <laughs> complaining that 
they like to jump from job to job. But you got into the hotel industry at age 15, literally traveled the world. That's okay. right. So mm -hmm. I did. And I even wrote a book about my life story since I was born in Italy. And I started at a younger age back in my home country in Italy. Millennium, they keep hopping from one job to the other one. So stick for what you have and learn and get the best what you have. Otherwise, you end up in the middle age of your life and you really don't have a full profession in your hand. So priority is you must learn a profession because otherwise, wherever you go for an interview, when people ask you, what do you do? What do you know? What are your skills? Then you say, well, I know about this. I know about that. But in essence, you have nothing specific. So you must have a profession, even if you're a shoemaker, but you're a shoemaker. And even if you are a computer specialist, you are there technology no matter what but that's a problem that I see and I encounter with these millennials as you say Brittany that people that keep changing left and right instead to stick to that and that's what makes us stronger so is that also why I heard that obviously you've gotten plenty of offers to open up other locations but you are adamant about being successful takes just focusing your energy on one place so what was the thought process behind turning down those this opportunities is so true. It's mm -hmm. a good question. I did have offers to open up in my past 30 years, even mm -hmm. in Las Vegas. In this business, at least. If you want to be successful, you've got to be here. You've got to see who comes in, who comes out. People like to be recognized. When you address someone by the name, it's the best music there is for the years. And also, the staff knows you're here. So there is a job. There's to be a presence manager or owner or director. So with two restaurants or three, you cannot delegate this job. You can delegate but be on the premises if you want to be successful. This is my philosophy and theory. And that's why I got stuck in a positive way with one restaurant. And it shows now we are here. It's lunchtime and the restaurant is packed. Always afterwards. And you changed minor things like the napkins and the decor. How have you been able to maintain the brand of Abracci? Because everyone I speak to, I mean, obviously everyone knows you, Nino. They know this restaurant. So everyone always says, I feel like family. I mean, your mind is impeccable. You know everyone's name. You have very low staff turnover. Some of That's the people true. have been there since obviously before I even was born, probably. So what's your secret out of, to Out of 60-some employees, I have 16, which have been here since day one. And then another 50% of the staff has been here 20-some years. Staff motivation means a lot. Staff recognition as an entrepreneur means a lot. I interchange with my staff. I take interest mm -hmm. of their family, their well-being. The restaurant industry is often romanticized and people think it's extra sexy. You know all these people and they think it's an all-you-can-eat buffet of wealth and status. But can you share some of the sacrifices that you had to make personally, maybe professionally, for someone who has the wrong idea of what it's really like? Brittany, this is probably the toughest profession exists on earth. It's tough because you have to be here day and night. And the first things you learn when I did attend the hotel school back in Italy, my professor said, remember, Nino, the more people celebrate, the more festivities there are, the most you have to work. So this is not a job or a profession. When it's Christmas, 4th of July, you name it. Thanksgiving, you have to work because that's where you're busy. Right. New Year's Eve, etc., etc. Sometimes it takes a toll in your family because you have to be here during lunchtime and you have to come back at dinner time. 
all the stuff and also this is a job it's not like you go to Saks Fifth Avenue you buy your shirt or a pair of shoes and you walk away and that's it here you are as good as the last meal has been served people they said the weather was nice but the food was cold the food was cold but the weather was not nice the portion too small was too big too much sauce too little sauce so it's a constant you are dealing with a person feeling not liking because when you go into a shop to buy some garment or whatever or a car you buy by the look but here you buy by your feelings and then you don't feel good so you really have to please everybody and you have to be multifaceted you juggle through all the time and this is a job you have to do it only if you love that you have to be extrovert you have to love the people you must have a lot of patience dedication and be that and your first home will be the restaurant because i do notice people are always pulling you in different directions right. but you're always smiling smile is to be permanent in your mouth all the time absolutely it has to take an incredible amount like you said of patience right. passion obviously right. for your business so I guess this is also tips for someone else who may want to be, obviously there's never going to be another Abracci. But what if someone wants to come because you all started before South Beach was the thing. Correct. And obviously mm-hmm. now there's... When I started here, didn't exist South Beach. Old people, I mean, it was just like retirement. There was people, a retirement right? house. That's all. You walk up in Collins or South Beach, mm-hmm. Ocean Drive, you will see all the people that are sitting outside. You thought they were like Roman statues. They didn't even blink. You know, they all standing there. So I know the metamorphosis, all the change that Miami went through. But put, you must give value for the money. People must be happy. They must be happy in their belly, in their heart, in their mind. And when you are correct, people comes back. And this is a proven. The 30 end. And then answering your question that I didn't answer before, you have to reinvent yourself all the time. Because the restaurant is like fashion. You buy what is in fashion now. You put on the colors is on fashion now. You wear a beautiful red jacket now. And the rest has to be changed. Otherwise, people get, let's call it, bored. You have to change the colors of the wall, change the team, change the solicit. And constantly, I'm renovating and changing things from the bathroom to the bar to the banquet room. You name it. But it's part of the process of a branching. But what's been amazing to me is even though you do these changes, the restaurant, at least how I feel, it still feels the same in a good way when yeah. you walk in. So it's only minor changes. And I know you really pride yourself in making the bathrooms not feel sterile because they feel like it's a clean, beautiful place that you will want to talk with your girlfriend. Changes to be yeah. subdued, mm-hmm. little by little, one at a time. You don't have to do it. And I'm not doing everything once. Throughout the year is a constant process of changing this that the other one and it goes on and goes on and goes on it's like a wheel is spinning slowly but surely never stop so i never stop in 30 years i change as you said before i change the color of the napkin i must have changed the color of the napkin 30 years five times i changed once every six years Something like this, Something you know, right. <laughs> well, the carpet, the chairs, the upholstery, the menu, mm-hmm. the menu cover, mm-hmm. make it rectangular, make it round, make <laughs> it, you name it. But you have to inject some kind of excitement in the people all the time. Especially so, the constants, right. which reminds me. So you have tables, it's kind of like the first class cabin, 1A and 1B. All right. How do you select? Who's special enough besides the presidents? No, everybody has quite a room and a ringside tables. The tables are all the same. And you see, because originally that room was created by smoker. So oh, like the smoking okay, and not okay. smoking. That's why you have two rooms. There is one room. So, but then, of course, now nobody can smoke anywhere. And over there, I put a little party. If you're a party of 10, 12, 15, it's nice to be a little bit segregated. I put you there, mingle with other people. Okay. So. That's what it is, and we ask some quiet, not quiet, and that's what is the quote-unquote the other room, you know.
Okay. So this place has managed to remain ultra successful in beautiful, sunny South Florida with no windows. Obviously, you're not going to change the infrastructure. But do you think that besides the reputation that you've garnered within the last three decades, that's also a place why really private people come? It's a combination of what Nino, the reputation, the food, and because clearly paparazzi can't. Restaurant, not necessary. It's nice to have windows, but Mm -hmm. it's nice also to be enclosed, to be cozy, to be quite inside inside the room. And if you go to Europe, many or most restaurants are all enclosed, no windows. It's the old traditions. So just so happened I didn't have windows, but it's still successful. You come in and you feel it's a different atmosphere. So of course, if you have window, you are distracted, you are watching outside, inside, the passerby, the car, the traffic. Mm -hmm. But this depends what you do inside, how you Mm -hmm. create the atmosphere. That's very important. And many people like the fact that there's no window. When you go out sometime and suddenly it was sunny and now it's thundering. Or vice versa, you can meet with the rain, you go out with the sun. So it's not really criteria, much of a criteria for a restaurant. South Beach, a window is a plus because people want to see outside, people parade in here and there. But we are in Coral Gables, it's the beautiful Coral Gables. So this is a residential here. 80% of my customers are all repeated customers, they come two, three times a week. Family people, well-off people. So they come here for the atmosphere, for the food, for the welcome we give. And what is happening outside is a different world. Right, for once it's intimate, you're kind of forced to interact. Right. Nino, you're a huge reader, I read. Ironically, what books are you currently reading? I always read one fiction and one biography. I'm reading now book, The Formation of the Bible, which is oh. 1,500 pages. Okay. How the Bible was born, not the Bible, the formation of the Bible. And then I read all the books of John Grisham, oh, okay. Robert Ludman, and John Le Carré, Jack Lee. So all these famous writers, Baldacci, some of Patterson, though. Patterson writes, so a a wide book, range. Uh, writes a book every two weeks. But in order to deviate my mind, but mm-hmm. I read a lot of biography from Mao Zedong to the history of the medieval time and etc. etc. And I like, and the mind needs to be fed with news, history, knowledge. Mm-hmm. And the more you know, the more you think, boy, I don't know. But you go on and you go on and you go on. And you read all the time. I do read all the time, yeah. Right, it quenches your thirst for knowledge. It does, And absolutely. it also helps with the interaction. You can interact yeah. with anyone because you know right. Pretty much everything. Right. And the Herald. I mean, that's, you read that every like, religiously. In the morning, of course. Mm-hmm. First thing I do in the morning while drinking my coffee and have breakfast, mm-hmm. I read both papers because you have to know what happened. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to be abreast <laughs> politically and socially. Right. What happens when I come at the restaurant, when I meet mayors, governors, lawyers, doctors, bankers, I got to know what happened, what was in the news, what was not. I'm a source of information too. I have to know that. You're a walking encyclopedia. You seem like a history buff. A little bit. Like the beginning of the Bible. Okay. There's a quote of yours that said, I feel like I'm on stage. I dance, I kiss, I talk, I have a very good time. It's very gratifying to hear millennials tell me they come in because if my restaurant was good enough for their grandparents, in my case, my parents, then it's good enough for them too. So you're obviously a legend here and considered an institution in Coral Gable. When we took a picture when me and my sister was here, I posted it, and honestly, Nino, I got the most commentary from my peers than other stuff that I thought would be more. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, I remember this place from Carrollton or Berlin or Columbus. So I think it really speaks to being able to cross generational lines and different Uh demographics. Even though when you come in, I would have to say the average age of the patrons would be 50 average. But how do you attract if that's even your goal probably not you have enough business 
first of all, it's true because you have two, three generations of people coming in. Parents have been coming here, and they're still coming here, and you come here, and your children will come here. So they say, if my parents, grandparents, you know, I want to go and see them. And also, it's a romantic place. It's nice to come here with your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriends, or whatever. So we make everybody comfortable. It's a chic restaurant. So it is very important. We make everybody feels comfortable. You have many people that the first date here. As you know, it's quite, you know, there's certain category of people. Exactly. You know, people, they come in with a certain attire. Usually, nobody come here with shorts or slippers or flippers. So there's certain category that we maintain. And this is good. We have three presidents here. So it's good. It's a good reputation. And like yeah. you said on a first date, he would impress his date if you recognized him right. by his name. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. The last question was the succession plan. <laughs> no were... succession plan because I am unique and my personality is my personality and my love for this is my love. And you cannot translate. I mean, I have two daughters and they're still too young to decide, <laughs> but you cannot push over to continue. My job, my profession, or other jobs, because I let them choose by themselves. I love what I do immensely. And to me, I will never stop. Because if I don't come here, there is no morning that I step into the car, I'm anxious to arrive. I okay. laughed after so many years. So if I don't do this, I will be a fish out of the pond. I will die. I will die if I don't see my people around. I will die. If I don't see you, I will die. No, I mean... <laughs> I will die. Right. I will too. So I guess you'll let them make the decision right. when they're old enough. Right. They will. Uh, okay. I let them do No succession, no. No pushing. I'm not one of you continue all this. Whatever you want to do, you want to do, you know. That's kind. Right. So how can people get in contact? What is Abracci's Instagram handle? Facebook? Yeah, we have. We are. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. I have people uh, with me. I micromanage everything. So I have people doing job for me, like the chef. He execute. He cooks. But I dictate the recipes. I try the recipe. And if it's good for me, it would be good for you. Oh, but so I have the final okay. word. Okay. So the same on Facebook, Instagram, the media, and all that, uh, it comes through my hands. Okay, so, which is rare. A lot of people outsource the social media. Yeah, I don't. And if you guys were seeing Nino, you would not think that he's been doing this for so many years. He looks like he's Benjamin Button going backwards. <laughs> so maybe he'll put that on the menu right. one day. Okay, we'll do that, yeah. Well, I really appreciate this, Nino. Well, this was awesome. And I look forward to seeing you again soon with some thank calamari. Thank you, Brenda. I enjoy very much. And congratulations to the listener. And any listener, if they have any question, they can call me here at the branch, 305 4410700. I'll be happy to answer any question they like, and if they can come over, I will share an express with anyone comes over. Just to mention Brittany Sharp, oh. <laughs> and I will do that. Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. I'll see you next time. Don't forget to visit us at www.brithappens.com. Bye.